Here comes McDavid charging down the ice. He's got a stick. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here, uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster, and I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the drive, scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through, and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so you know we need to be better. Welcome inside the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. The two guys and a goalie podcast. Connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 50% off your next order. All right, guys, it's the final stretch. Final three games of the regular season for the Edmonton Oilers. Montreal tonight, Montreal on Wednesday, and the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday. But we do have a game day. Game on! The Edmonton Oilers get set to take on the fourth place Montreal Canadiens. They're 24-21-9 for 57 points. The Oilers have locked up second place home ice. They're 33-18-268 points. Habs lead the season series 5-2. Habs all scoring the Oilers 20-14. Uh, McDavid and Kyra have the GWGs uh, in the two wins for the Edmonton Oilers. But first, what a night on Saturday night. It was uh, truly spectacular, just um, emotional and uh, man, we where we all witness uh, greatness on that night uh, as Connor McDavid scored four points, a goal and three assists, and uh, he hit uh, the good old century mark 100 points. Uh, Leon hit 500 points. He had two goals for the third straight game. Just uh, outstanding stuff when it came to uh, the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday. Good game, too. Definitely a, a hell of a game. I mean, <laughs> uh, Vancouver was game. They kept fighting back. But he, it, there was something in the air that night. Uh, you just knew Connor was going to do it. And, um, yeah, I'll say this. It was it was special to be there. So it was special to be there. It's just, a, 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 I think, a night no other fan will forget anytime soon. Look, McDavid coming from the point, moving up. His pass, his pass hit a skate and... Nurse is able to recover and keep it alive for Edmonton. McDavid, Dreisaitl shoots, scores! Dreisaitl scores! But the torch is getting passed on from one great to the next. The century mark in just 53 games for Connor McDavid! Oh, that was just a great, great call there. Great call as well. And Connor McDavid, 100 points. Leon Dreisaitl, 500. Both guys, 1-2 in the league in scoring. Uh, Dreisaitl at 79. Connor at 100. Now, do you rest him in one of these games? I know a lot of people are like, no, just lower their minutes. I wouldn't play him Saturday. That's just me. We'll ask Connor Halley, who is coming up. Sorry, I totally forgot to tell you what was coming up on the podcast today. It is Monday. Yeah, so Connor Halley from TSN 1260. We'll also get to Dave Tippett in the third segment. Uh, yeah, but we'll discuss a lot of things. Not just Edmonton Oilers. Daryl Sutter was hilarious at his pressure last night. How about the Jack Eichel conference today? It's just, oof, not a good not a good situation in Buffalo. But Saturday night, guys, uh, oh, great. 
and then let me know um what were you doing how did you celebrate i know on the post game show but our listeners our callers were so happy and ready for the playoffs i get going next week which is going to be freaking freaking awesome all right all right all right yeah as far as lines for tonight guys uh we really don't know i'm expecting the same as saturday uh prob- i don't know who's starting net for the order nothing's been confirmed uh mike smith against uh the montreal canadians 2-1-1 and miko's 0-3 coming off his worst game probably in the nhl uh i know uh, in the presser spec uh was like uh looks like koskinen's getting a start but nothing's been confirmed so maybe they want to see if the big finn can bounce back you know carrie price and brendan gallagher will not play in these two games that came from their head coach earlier today they won't play before the playoffs, so it's probably going to be Jake Allen between the pipes. He's two and two, 2.74 goals against average, uh, goals against average 909 save percentage. So we don't know anything about the Edmonton Oilers lineup wise. We'll have to wait till the skate at about 4 30 our time, see who's in, who's out, and who gets a start between the pipes. Uh, head to head, McDavid eight points in seven games, Pooley already four and seven. Dry side only has the three assists. They've done a really good job against the Oilers' top guns for the Montreal Canadiens. Satar has six points in seven games, as does former Edmonton Oiler Jeff Petrie. So not a lot of info coming this morning from either squad in terms of lines. And uh, just as I say that, John Lou has tweeted out the lines for tonight versus the Edmonton Oilers. This is the Montreal Canadiens, Toffoli with Suzuki and Armia Tatar with Kotkaniemi and Josh Anderson. Paul Byron, uh, Jake Evans and Arturi Lekkanen would be your third line. And Cole Caulfield will play with Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, your defensive pairings. Uh, Joel Edmondson with Jeff Petrie, Brett Kulak with Ben Sherratt, Alexander Romanov with John Merrill and Allen is starting. So that is your lineups for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Again, we'll have to wait to see for the end. But um, expect the same uh, lineups that we saw Saturday. Maybe a change in the back end. Maybe uh, Kulikov comes back in for Lagos. And, and then between the pipes, Beck Koskinen? I have no idea. <laughs> so, and some other news. Mike Smith is the Edmonton Oilers nominee for the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy. The award goes to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. And uh, this courtesy of Ryan Rishog, Tyson Berry is one point off the scoring lead among defensemen. The last time a team finished with a top scoring forward and top defenseman was 1988-89 when the great, um, the magnificent Mario Lemieux did it uh, along with Paul Coffey. That's Kirk courtesy of Ryan Rishogs. Yeah, and a handful of games as a lot of teams finish up their season. Some other notable ones. I mean, everything's pretty much locked up. Vancouver is in Winnipeg uh, to take on the Jets. And that's the only other Canadian matchup And every other game. Doesn't really matter. Outside of positioning, Nashville is home to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, feisty affair in the last game. Florida and Tampa Bay. How about that, eh? Uh, they go at it again uh, tonight. Five o'clock start. So that should be a fun one. And then two powerhouse is Colorado in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. Let's get to the con man, Connor Halley. So we'll talk Oilers and we'll go around the NHL. You're listening to the Locked On Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. And I'll welcome in Connor Halley from TSN 1216, the other Connor podcast. You can connect with him on Twitter at Connor Halley. Connor, we got to start with what happened on Saturday night down at Rogers Place. Connor McDavid scored four points to hit the century 
mark 100 points in 53 games. Just your thoughts on that night. I mean, he scored early and then uh, nothing um, until the second period. But I think once that five on three uh, hit for the Oilers, he knew something special was coming. Just your thoughts on on when it happened and and just uh, the moments leading up to it uh, throughout the day and evening. Yeah, Hernan, it's kind of something we talked about on our shows, our respective shows, you know, leading up to it. I think two weeks ago, it was a Thursday. Gregor asked me if if I thought he could do it. And I said, yeah, like, why wouldn't you? Why would you say no at this point? I mean, this guy is clearly the, the best player in the game. And, you know, when he has those types of things, he can try and track down. You know he's going to do it. And he can say he didn't really care about it. It wasn't important. But, you know, when the teammates come out and say it matters to them, then you know he's going to be trying for it. So, yeah, it was something that, I, to me, I thought was kind of inevitable. And uh, for me personally, I, I thought, hey, I'm going to go to the gym here, get a little workout in. Uh, I'll, I'll have the second period on so I can watch it in case it happens, but most likely it happens in the third, right? And of course, Connor McDavid goes, you know, full Connor McDavid, three assists in the second period to get there. Like the guy, he, he's just amazing. You kind of run out of words to say to describe him. Like he, he's so fun to watch. He's creative and he's added elements to his game. Like there was points early on in his career where we knew like, on a breakaway, he's probably looking to deke or, you know, he's coming in on a two-on-one. He's probably looking to make that pass across, but he's added the shot. He can shoot from further out now. Uh, He's finding ways to beat goalies, and I think that just kind of adds another wrinkle into his game. The more ways you have to beat somebody, you know, the tougher it is to defend. And honestly, at this point, Hernan, like when it's a breakaway with Connor McDavid or a two-on-one or even a one-on-one, like I feel bad for the uh, the opposing team. Like, what do you do? He, He... there's a good chance you end up on a highlight reel because he's going to make you look bad. And uh, for the Oilers, it's a, uh, it's pretty cool. And I know there's going to be people around the NHL that are going to scoff because it is the North division and, you know, oh, you got to play yeah. Ottawa and stuff. But if, if, if that's someone's opinion, you can just politely disregard it because it doesn't matter. There's bad teams in every division. And uh, this is just, you know, the pace he's on And when the NHL opens up, you're going to see it again. He's, he's going to put up, you know, video game numbers like this going forward. That's what he's going to do. And you know what, Hernan, I think he's going to take advantage of some of the other bad teams around the NHL and probably some of the good ones. He's just that good. If it was so easy, everyone would have did it in the North Division. And um, yeah, I just, people looking to downplay it and, and oh, you're always going to get that, even for the hard trophy. Hunter McDavid's winning everything this year. That North North Division uh, discussion is ridiculous. The people that say that, Connor just haven't watched the North Division enough. Uh, you know what was cool? Connor is just seeing the, the, the reaction of his teammates. I mean, uh, Connor always always talks about his teammates ahead of himself but he, you saw the faces just tons of pictures online um, where when he hit that mark uh, just the excitement of his teammates it just goes to show you um, how close and how much uh, they they respect Connor McDavid but also how happy they were for him yeah 100% and like when people question his leadership because he's you know not Mark Messier doesn't mean he's not a good leader and I, I think that right there Hernan shows you how much his teammates love him and how much they wanted him to get to this 100 point mark. Like he's so cool, calm, collected. He's not going to change too much. He, he might smile just a little bit bigger, but the big smile on his face comes from when he sees his teammates smiling and just seeing their reaction, the benches he skated by, you mentioned it. I think Oilers nation has some of the shots taken and yeah, that, that was awesome to see. And, and I mean, that's what sports are all about, right? Like you want to see your teammates have success and, you know, the, the more success that he has on an individual basis, the more success the team's going to have. So it all works together. It, it kind of reminds me, and I probably brought this up on the on the podcast before. I'm a big Chargers fan, and 
Uh, there was a season back in 2006 where Ladanian Tomlinson was tracking down the uh, all-time touchdown record in a single season. And he was like McDavid, you know, superstar status and MVP saying, you know what, I, we want to win games. That's what matters. But the team wanted him to get it. And then he scores the last touchdown and the team rushes the end zone to celebrate with them. Like, that's, you know, that those superstars, they're going to say all the right things, but we know he wanted it. We know the team wanted it. And, you know, th- those pictures are great. Like, if you could get a, a wide shot of the whole bench with him skating down, like, that's a that's one of those pictures you would see at an auction, right, going forward. Like, everybody would want that picture because it was so cool. Con man, uh, we're uh, coming off the weekend into the final stretch here for the Edmonton Oilers. Three games this week. Uh, kicks off tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Five o'clock puck drop. Uh, you'll be on air at uh, four with the boys for the pregame show. Connor, when you're looking at these uh, two games against Montreal, uh, more importantly than the Saturday one, you know, Dave Tippett spoke today saying he's not really looking at resting guys unless they're injured and all that kind of stuff. Well, what are you looking for from the Oilers here in these two games against Montreal Canadiens, a team that they've struggled with this season. Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, we know they're locked in second place, so you're not worried too much about standings. But I, for me, I think, you know, I'd like to see the bottom six improve their play. I didn't think they were great on Saturday night, um, you know, and the last couple games here, we've seen it this offense, you know, as it should go through Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But I, I think you'd like to see the bottom six kind of get back on track, uh, play better defensively, for sure. I think they were leaking goals uh, over the weekend there, and you know, just improve that sort of thing. I think, you know, the games against Montreal, obviously a good test, a chance to get some confidence going into the playoffs, knowing that, you know, if you come away with one or two wins against the Canadians, like, hey, that's a team we've struggled against all year. We have showed signs of improvement. And if we meet them in the playoffs, at least you have some confidence. But I don't think this is a time where you want to, you know, take your foot off the pedal. You want to keep going here and not back into the playoffs. Be ready to go because once those start, it's a whole different animal, right? You're going to be going up against a team in, you know, Montreal or Winnipeg, who does have playoff experience, we tough to compete against. And, uh, you know, the, the naysayers will be there for the Oilers. Whenever uh, we get, you know, talking about the best players in the NHL, people have those questions for McDavid and Dreisaitl. Well, where's the success in the playoffs? And, you know, this is the opportunity, opportunity to do it. Uh, it. It might be the easiest path. Uh, you know, that first round is one you probably should win. And you got the Maple Leafs, but... Hernan, for the next couple of games here, I think you just want to make sure you're playing uh, good defensive hockey. And for me, the questions that I have right now are the bottom six. Your top six is solid. Uh, I think you know what you're going to get from your defense. The goaltending with Mike Smith has been great. It's just can that bottom six, you know, not hurt you enough. Yeah, and I'll throw in uh, like the new Yamamoto and Cahoon as well. Like they're guys that they're playing well, uh, Connor. But I think the production has to uh, step up a bit here to help out the the top three. And I can't believe I'm saying that with Jesse Puliarvi <laughs> right now. It's uh, it's it's great. Um, we're probably gonna see uh, Miko Koskinen in one of these games. Bounce back effort for Miko. I, I know I, I I thought I heard in the pressers this morning that he is getting the start. Nothing's been confirmed. Um, to- uh, Tommy, sorry, Connor, but. Uh, when Koskinen does get in, whether that's today or Wednesday, uh, what do you want to see from Miko after just uh, a night where uh, he took it on the chin? Uh, well, Hernan, I mean, you can call me Tommy. My real name is Thomas, so that does work. You know, oh. if you ever, if it <laughs> happens right. again, you right. can just, yeah, yeah. you can just roll with it. Uh, <laughs> geez, I guess, you know, stopping his first four shots would be an improvement. Maybe stopping <laughs> two of the first four <laughs> shots. You know, I, I think the Oilers offense can battle back if that happens, but yeah, I, I think it's getting his confidence back. And I, I think it's a good move. Um, you know, I guess Dave Tippett pretty much saying that Staylock's not going to get an opportunity. It's going to be Miko Koskinen. 
And uh, the guys must have faith in him. And, you know, they're going to be playing good in front of him. I'm sure they love the guy and want him to bounce back strong. But it, it just can't happen anymore. Six times on this season, he's allowed that first goal of the game. Uh, <laughs> the last one, giving up four. My God, I mean, you're just you're killing your team. You have no chance to win in the game when you give up the first four shots. Like, it, it's got to be so demoralizing for the players, for Miko Koskinen. I'm sure he wants to get back out there and, yeah, I mean, you, you just have to hope there's not a bad situation where, you know, this guy's dependent on to, to win you a series. I think if there's back-to-back games in the first round of the playoffs, there won't be any travel included. So I think Mike Smith will be able to do it. But I think you just want to see him come back and and have a decent performance, right? Like, and show that he's been capable. I, I think the games before this stinker that he had with the four goals and the four shots, he was playing okay hockey. So I think he just has to get back to that level and, and, you know, kind of prove to himself and to the guys that, Hey, that was a one-off. Maybe he'll, <laughs> maybe he'll give up the uh, first goal of the game, but he's not going to let in the next three. It, it seems like he's the one to go. Nothing's been confirmed, but I, um, I've seen a few places where he's going to get to start. We don't know the lines or anything like that. Might see the same lineup we saw on Saturday night. Uh, that last game on Saturday, Connor, you're sitting dry side on McDavid. Uh, last game against the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I, I, I'm not too sure, Hernan. Like, I, I get what people say that there is the injury, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, these guys are going to want to play. I, I might limit their minutes if that's an option, but that's fair. I, I, you know, you have to make a few transactions. I, I, I don't know. Personally, I, I want them to go through the whole game day routine still. I want them to take the pregame skate and, you know, get there, act as if they're going to play. It's one of those situations where I don't know if I would do it. If I was Dave Tippett, I might still send them out there, um, you know, and like I said, limit their minutes, give them uh, maybe, maybe it's just half the shifts that they normally see. Maybe uh, you're saving them for the power play and special teams where the, the risk is lowered, but I think I'd still play them. And now if Dave Tippett decides not to, I'm, I'm not going to be the one who gets mad about it. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal to me, but. I think I still might get them out there. Um, yeah. One last one here with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, today, Mike Smith was the, the Oilers nominee for the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy. I mean, at 39 years old, the numbers this guy's put up. It, and it's funny because we go back to that day when I had you and Tom on when they signed Tyson Berry. An hour later, they signed Mike Smith. And, and the fan base just went completely, completely the other way. But man, this guy, everything he's done this year, he, he deserves everyone's respect and, and probably apologies. And that's me included, uh, Connor, because he's been fantastic. Yeah. Hernan and just to go back quickly to, to Tyson Berry and the people that say let him walk I remember going off of the last playoff run was it 2017 and you know Peter Ciarelli at the time had a lot of confidence on some of the younger guys to take that next step and I think of Drake Gajula and Matthew Benning guys that never really took that next step when you have someone and you know what they provide you should try to keep it don't don't necessarily hope that you know yeah. someone can maybe take that next step and maybe Ethan Bear or maybe someone else maybe Evan Bouchard can. You've got a guy who you know can do it, and you know this isn't a developmental league. This is a win now league. So if you have yeah. someone that wants to be here, let's say that maybe Tyson Berry does, you do everything in your power to keep him because you know what he can do and have the offense that he can bring in a full eighty-two game season. You never know what can happen. It's always good to have depth. So uh, I just wanted to say that one. Um, Hernan, like you said, Mike Smith, uh, what a story he's been. I, I actually can recall the day, you know, we did that podcast and they signed Mike Smith and, you know, my phone kind of blew up. People are saying like, why did they do this? Like, in my opinion, what else do you have to do? And, and the, the salary cap and the, the, the cap hit that he was, people didn't like. And whenever people complain about the cap, I kind of question like, well, it's not your money. So, so what's the big deal? You're not, it's not coming out of your pocket. And yeah. Um, 
you know, if, if it's not preventing them from signing anyone else, which Mike Smith's contract certainly wasn't, it was towards the, the end of free agency, kind of that final piece on the team. Uh, what's the big deal? Like, it doesn't really matter. And yeah, he, he's been great. And I think that Oilers fans are probably very concerned to start the year off when he had that injury and uh, Miko Koskinen to start whatever the first 11 games. And, you know, you can throw me in that one. I thought, oh, geez, like, is this going to be something for Mike Smith that lingers? And, you know, yeah. is he going to be off and on? And, you know, they're, they're going to have to lean on Miko Koskinen because they lost their, <laughs> their third goalie to, was it the Winnipeg Jets at the time? Is that who played him off waivers? Uh, Forsberg, like it, it seemed like that, you know, there was some drama at that goaltending position, but he came back and he stabilized it and really took control of the net. And obviously at the, the confidence of head coach, Dave Tippett, who, you know, doesn't mind throwing him out there. And, you know, even if he has a bad game, he, he bounces back strong. And I think that he's like a, a you know, <laughs> a, plays a huge role when it comes to leadership with this team. Obviously he doesn't wear a letter, but um, you know, we've seen a few instances at the end of games, yeah. uh, I think against the flames where like, he, he gets in there and, you know, it, the guys, I'm sure love him in the room. I've been around the NHL for a long time. And I, yeah, I think, you know, great on Ken Holland to, to believe in him for one more year and, and Dave Tippett to utilize him. And, I, you know, I, I think most Oilers fans right now would probably say you want him back next year, don't they? <laughs> it's a little bit tougher with a full 82-game season, and you, you'll need a more reliable backup 100%, but he's he's been great for this team. Built Bar is the best-tasting pearl team bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, carrot cake. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Connor Halley from TSN 1216, the other Connor podcast, joining me here on the Lockdown Olders podcast. Let's move on to some other news from around the NHL. And I got to bring this up, Connor. I know you saw it. A lot of people saw it. Uh, Daryl Sutter's presser from last night's game was truly truly hilarious now this is not a shot at the media i thought the questions i understood the questions i know what they were trying to get at but he is just hilarious like uh the one when he's like would it be different if i was from saskatchewan when asked because he's (laughs) how does it matter that the oilers uh they got to kind of cheer for the Oilers? then he's like i cheer for Connor mcdavid too and then i thought one of the best responses was like yeah he was asked uh, is your team gonna get together and watch the games because uh so much you know they need montreal to pretty much lose out and he's like well they can't because we're in covid i it just it's just his facial expressions like he is an absolute beauty and honestly i'd be terrified to ask him a question <laughs> yeah i had a danny austin who covers the team for post media and yeah. he asked the question about uh geez who was it was it uh, uh monahan and goudreau or kachuk and goudreau about like you know them playing on a line together and uh Sutter responds about how like well they played on the power play since before Jesus was born or whatever it was yeah. and Danny Austin's just like hey, I don't know how to follow that one up like he just stopped he put his hand down like yeah I'm not gonna ask any more questions I feel like that's how how it would be like 
he, he does give you some weird question or so some weird responses. And, you know, that was a good question. I think, you know, the ones last night from Francis were a little bit unique and <laughs> I, I did like his answer about how, well, you know, we're in, we're in a COVID, they, they can't hang out kind of a weird question mm-hmm. to ask there. And it seemed like he was really pressing his point, but yeah, I, I love Sutter. Like I think those guys are absolutely hilarious. Uh, my family's from Viking. So I got a lot of respect for what they do, but yeah, you're right. Hernan. that was, that was quality content last night on social media. Oh, it was just a, an absolute beauty. Um, yeah, moving on to today, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Jack Eichel met with the media. I know um, uh, Rasmus, uh, Ritz, uh, what's his name? Bristol there. What, I can't Bristolainen? Bristolainen said he, he, doesn't, he wouldn't mind getting traded. I know uh, Mr. Uh, Sam Reinhardt uh, said he doesn't know what the future holds. And then Jack Eichel uh, throws, the most important thing now is to get healthy and be ready to play hockey next year, wherever that might be. So some other times he says he wasn't happy with it he says the team uh, uh there's now he's he was stating that he he couldn't get the surgery that he wanted because he's on a contract with the buffalo sabers so just an ugly situation connor in buffalo and i always bring this up because i think it's it's very similar it's it's like the orders in the decade of darkness like it, they just couldn't get out of their own way like no matter what they did connor it was an absolute mess and i feel the sabers are heading or not heading they're in that same kind of rut that the edmonton oilers were in um you know when ryan hart said what he says and, and their best player and captains uh, makes comments like that. Like this is only going to get uh, uglier, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you, Hernan. And, you know, you just go back and look at the team's uh, success in the last little while and uh, they haven't made the playoffs. I just want to bring it up here since 2011, 2012, right? So they're getting close to that decade of darkness like the Edmonton Oilers had. And, um, you know, just, Things haven't gone right for them. And, you know, they've had first overall picks, but, you know, taking Sam Reinhardt over a guy like Leon Dreisaitl in hindsight, not looking like a very great move. Uh, Jack Eichel in the year they were tanking and 100% wanted Connor McDavid. They get the second pick. And I, I think we all like Jack Eichel and think he's a good, talented player, but he's not Connor McDavid. He's not going to single handedly turn around your franchise. Um, bad contracts that they gave out. Uh, that kid from Carolina, Jeff Skinner, like the day he signed that, we knew he wasn't going to live up to it. Good player, but not worth the money you'd pay yeah. him. And then, you know, like they're bringing in Oilers, uh, like cast-offs, Tobias Reeder, like Riley Shahan. Like <laughs> if the Oilers let a guy go, maybe your first indication shouldn't be to just sign him up and, you know, think that they're going to turn it around there um, with no disrespect to those guys. Kajula's uh, there as well. Like, but I don't know her now. The Oilers did Tom uh, Connor, right? Because remember the Oilers back in those days that free agency was their thing and we'd all get excited and then they'd be out by November, right? Like they're doing exactly the same thing. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, like you look at their team and you, you just think that what, what do you do? Do you, do you sell off all these guys that want to get going and hope that Rasmus Dahlin is, is the guy that you build your franchise around going forward? I mean, still a young player. And then I, I think, you know, it kind of starts at the top. Was it the Pagula family that bought the team? And, uh, yeah. you know, they've, it's like they finally stabilized the Buffalo Bills. Can they do the same with the Buffalo Sabres now? I don't know. I, I think you got to find a good general manager. You got to find a good head coach. And you got to just let them have an opportunity to stick with the team. And, you know, almost kind of like what the New York Rangers did and said, hey, this is going to be a rebuild. Like, sorry to tell you, it's it's not going to be pretty. We, we have to do it again because – we don't have that core that wants to be here and want, is committed to turning this team around or anything like that. 
yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Cause I, I feel like, you know, they're kind of that lovable loser right now and, you know, people wouldn't mind to see them succeed, but it sure doesn't look like it's going to happen. And I don't know, I'll ask you, Hernan, what would you do? Would you start to trade guys away and just try to build up draft picks and, and, you know, embrace the fact that you're probably another five years away from getting into contention. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like even Jack Eichel saying there's a disconnect between him and the organization. Like, how do you fix that? I mean, you can, you can try, but I mean, are you, are you're trading Jack Eichel. Are you, are you going to get his, his eliteness in return? Probably not, but you're going to get a nice package of players. I, I really don't know. I don't think Kevin Adams is the guy to run that team. A guy that's kind of, he's not a vet when it comes to GMing. So I, I, I don't know, man. And it's just a mess, Connor. And, and if anyone knows about a messy organization, Asians is Austin Edmonton and this then they're giving the Oilers a run for their money uh, from the decade of darkness years for sure but yeah it's I, I don't know what you do uh, to be honest Connor I, I truly don't it, I guess all summer now we're going to speculate where Jack Eichel ends up or if he ends up staying there I mean he is under contract they don't have to trade him but Connor uh, well, prediction for tonight's game oh I think we're going to see a uh, a strong game for the Oilers say uh, a 4-2 Oilers victory nice nice Putting confidence in uh, whoever gets to start between the pipes. <laughs> Connor, thank you uh, so much for taking the time. I know it's a busy day for you as well. You got podcasting, you got a pregame, you got the show, Gregor. Uh, thank you for taking the time, and I'll see you later on today. Anytime, Hernan. We'll talk to you later. Have a good rest of your show. Big shout out to the con man for joining me. Always brings the good stuff. Let's get to Dave Tippett. Went a little longer with Connor Halley. Remember, you can connect with him on Twitter at Connor Halley. But let's get to the Oilers head coach, Dave Tippett, as he met with the media before tonight's game. And let's start it off with. Um, this one, as he was asked on sitting out some of the regulars in these final three games. Uh, we'll see how it goes game by game, but uh, our group is more focused on making sure our game is in order and pushing forward, uh, but we'll uh, monitor things as uh, as the week goes on. My gut feeling right now would be it would be we're not going to put anybody in a vulnerable position because of injury, but uh, but like I say, we'll just go game by game and see how it goes. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have struggled versus the Canadians. Only two wins so far on the season. Uh, Dave Tippett was asked, how um, important are these two games to uh, to close out the season? Well, they mean something to our team and how we play. Like that's We understand we're playing Montreal, but our, we're more focused on what we have to do to make our game successful. So you recognize your opponent and how they're going to play, and you... you but we got to concentrate on what we got to do to win. And uh, that's what we've done all year. We're not going to change that for the last three three games of the year. Connor talked about it, how he wants to see some secondary scoring. And and I brought up three players, new Yamamoto, Cahoon, uh, three guys. I think they've played good. They're getting in there. They're getting the opportunities, but the production's not there. Um, so Dave Tippett was asked how important it is to get these three guys going heading into the playoffs. Well, you have to get everybody going like we're talking about, but there's guys that, that know they can uh, produce a little more. Those guys are all all in that boat. But we're trying to, uh, you know, we need, we need that, uh, that balance throughout our lineup. That being said, all three of those guys have played played well. They just haven't capitalized on some chances in that. So, um, you know, hopefully those chances, you start to get some results from those chances, and then uh, then the outlook looks uh, a little better. But they, you know, when you watch their game away from the puck, I mean, how, how they fit into the structure, how we're playing is all strong. But uh, that being said, the results of the helping out on the score sheet uh, would certainly help our group uh, to be more balanced. Here's an update on the veteran Chris Russell. Uh, he's skating at home. 
him and Casting are both skating at home, so uh, uh, that's an unknown still. He's uh, I we don't I don't anticipate him playing uh, before the end of the regular season, but some of uh, whether he's ready for the playoffs might might be dictated by when we start the playoffs. We don't know that yet. And one last one here from the head coach. Uh, just his thoughts on Mike Smith being nominated for the Bill Masterton. Yeah, excellent choice. Excellent choice. He's uh, you know he's the epitome of a of a guy that puts the work in and, and is committed to being a good player. And he, I've seen him do it since he was a rookie and he's still doing it at 39. So credit to him. And uh, he's come in very motivated and played very well for us, but a big part of our team this year. So that's a great choice. I was a head coach of the Edmonton Oilers ahead of tonight's game. Five o'clock puck drop from Montreal. Remember you can, uh, and uh, tune in to Tom Gazzola and myself on the uh, post-game show on TSN 1260 immediately following the game. Let's get to Hernan's hot tip for tonight. Uh, just just stay healthy. Everyone stay healthy. Uh, <laughs> knock on wood, do all you have to. But uh, when you're already clinched and you clinched home ice and you still have to play three games, it's always a concern. But I know that you don't go into the games thinking that. But just try to stay healthy. I'll stay safe. I know it's easier said than done. But that's all I got, man. That's all I got. And prediction, it's funny that Connor said 4-2. I, this morning when I was doing my prep, I said 4-2 Oilers win. I think they're going to uh, still off that high from Saturday, I think they can come in and play a solid game and get Jake Allen, and uh, they will win 4-2, and who's scoring? I'm going to pick Yamamoto until he damn gets one. He's been so damn close as of late. He just can't. Uh, he's just a little snake bit right now, but... Uh, he is, uh, he's going to get off this night here, hopefully in these next three games. So I'm picking Yamamoto tonight, 4-2 win, and uh, just stay um, out of harm's way. For the, you know, I know it's a stupid one, but whatever. All right, guys, hit me up on Twitter at HernanDeMan and at LockedOnOilers. Where does Jack Eichel end up this summer? It's going to be the biggest topic of conversation for sure. Uh, prediction for tonight, who's scoring for tonight? Let me know all that fun stuff. Hey, if Miko Koskin in place tonight and he has a bounce back game, is all the faith restored in the big fin uh let me know uh download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes for my producer juanito and the long Thon orders podcast i am hernan the man talking los petroleros it's game day baby go oilers go we'll chat tomorrow When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.